line. There's no misunderstanding this. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is owned by this. He's serving these goals. People, you know, the Democrats are praising him today. What does that tell you? All right, let's go through. There are 17 sustainable development goals. I'm only going to go through a brief over three of them. Just three of them. What I'll be doing over the next several days is I'll take one or two at a time, and I'll go back over these two, and I'll give you a lot more detail. Today, I just want you to see how serious this is. Just remember these dates, September 18th and 19th, 2023, We agreed to all of these goals. We acquiesced our country to the United Nations. First of all, it's not even legal because effectively this is a treaty and a treaty must go through the Senate and get a two-thirds approval. And they might be close to getting that, but they don't want to risk it. And they don't want the American people to know about it because, see, then it would be out front. Here you just go into the U.N., no one pays attention to the U.N., and they sign away the country and no one's the wiser. Here's some things that I think will get your attention. And this is what I mean by loss of sovereignty. Uh, Sustainable developmental goal one and 10, they're related. Numbers one and 10, but I'll cover them individually because there's a few differences, but they really repeat themselves, which means they're really concerned about wealth redistribution. (laughs) You should sew your wallet shut. Put a lock on your purse. Listen to this. We want no poverty in the world. What does that mean? What do you think no poverty means? That's like saying, okay, there's never a C or an F in a classroom. So I get 100 on a test. You get a 30 on the test. Sorry, I don't mean to insult you. But together, we get a 65. You take 35 points away from me and meet me at the midpoint. Same thing in an athletic contest. Your team beats my team by 20 points. So you have to give me 20 uh, points or 10 points. And then we meet in the middle and we're all equal. You need to understand this is a Trojan horse. There is no such thing as ending poverty. There will be people that achieve more and there will be people through their own lack of talent or their own lack of effort or just plain laziness that will achieve less and they will live a lifestyle reflected in that. But what you're going to be told to do is to erase poverty. We have to accept two things. I'll save the third thing for number 10, which is right along these lines. But one of them is you must accept a global tax. It's already happened. I bet you don't even know about it. Most of the nations of the world have signed on to a global minimum tax. So whatever you make, minimum you have to pay, if you're a citizen of the planet, you have to pay 15%. In addition to what you're already paying to your nation state. See, The United States and the flag, and I pledge allegiance to the almighty corporations, that's not going to go away. Those entities will exist to bring global management down to the local level. You need to understand this is where it's going. Now, by no poverty, what we're talking about is wealth redistribution. 
you are being taxed so people in foreign countries can take that money. You probably succeeded in your country because of white nationalism, racism, and they say this openly in their documents. And you now must pay a penalty for your success. And therefore, a lot of what you earn goes to the third world now in redistribution payments. But let me tell you what the bullshit of it is at all, okay? I learned this when I read Zygmunt Brzezinski's book. It was called The Technotronic Era Between Two Ages, published in 1970. You know, this man was an evil man, but he was a brilliant man. And he said, there's north-south inequality. The haves are north of the equator, and the have-nots are largely south of the equator. And he said, we need to redistribute the wealth. This is, listen to me, 53 years ago. But we need to redistribute the wealth from north to south. Well, you know, I was never really an economist other than what I learned in, in history and political science. But what I figured out very quickly, let's see, these globalists, and I had read Pat Wood's book, <laughs> but uh, the Trilaterals over Washington, and I read about how subsidiary holdings in this giant atmosphere of Rockefeller domination, of which he controlled about 10% of the economy, not 70. And he um, and Rockefeller is making a ton of money, but he wanted to open up in new markets like the Pacific Rim in Africa, in Asia. And he could hire people on the cheap, but he wanted to get people working in factories and modernized countries and get us to pay for it with foreign aid with your tax dollars. So these people could now afford to buy his TV sets, his automobiles, his nice line of clothing. See, he wanted to use your money to create markets who could afford to buy his products by redistributing the wealth from north to south. Well, in the sustainable development goals, they're still referring to the north-south inequality. I was kind of surprised to see it, to be honest with you, because it's a 53-year-old term. But nonetheless, it's still in there. So I got really bad news for you, though. It's not just 15% they're going to take out of your paycheck. Biden is initiating a 21% global tax. So you're not going to be able to compete with foreign nations. If you have any international competition at all in your business, or your employer does, they're screwed. They're already operating at a 6% deficit. Thank you, Joe Biden, for wanting to destroy America. So let's go down to point number 10, sustainable goal number 10. Very closely related to number one, but there's a few things in there that they differentiate, but it all goes to the same thing. They want you to bring the standard of living up for the rest of the world, and they want you to pay for it. It's kind of like reparations, isn't it? Doesn't that remind you of that? So anyway, sustainable developmental goal number 10 is reduced inequalities. Oh, that sounds so nice. You know, I'm sorry. Um, but I've seen people work really hard in sports. 
they were so dedicated, but they ran the 40 and 5-2. They had a 22-inch vertical jump, and they could barely bench press their own weight, and they were in the prime of their life. They're not going anywhere athletically, unless, of course, they golf. Okay? But other sports, tennis, basketball, football, soccer, no, they're not going anywhere. People are not born equally. You see, in our system of justice, we're supposed to provide equal opportunity played by the same rules, and the government's supposed to be a referee, not to determine outcomes. See, they've gone to now determining outcome. And we have identity politics, like if you're a white person or an Asian person trying to get to Harvard, good luck with that. You better be applying to some other school. Oh, they've been struck down by the Supreme Court, but they're ignoring the ruling. Seriously, they are ignoring the ruling. So we do identity politics here, and we do it in the name of equity. And this is what they say in Sustainable Goal 3. This is not equality. Equality means you and I live by the same rules. You can't pay a woman 50% less than you pay a man for doing the same job with the same experience. That's illegal. That's gender discrimination, and it should be dealt with. And it was unfair that it was ever allowed to go on. I remember when my sister was 10 years older than me. I remember when she started to work and one of her uh, co-workers got fired because she got pregnant. She was married. Nothing scandalous. But, gee, you just won't be efficient around the nine month. So we got to get rid of you. <laughs> I'm not making this up, people. That's a true story. And that was a horrible time in our history when women were entering the workforce and they were treated like garbage. There's no question. And, and it gave rise to the feminist movement that got sidetracked by the radicals. Instead of just dealing with the issues they should have dealt with, then they had to go off on sidebar tangents I won't bother to bore you with. But women had a right to be pissed. They did. And people of color had a right to be pissed. Today, we have strong laws that protect equal opportunity. The problem the problem is we're now saying it's equity. We must have the same ethnicity that represents the population. No, they've done away with that. Now it's got to be 50-50 or 33-33-33. This is crazy. You see, meritocracy means that you get hired for what you do well. You get promoted for what you do well. And this is what moves business along. And this is what moves success along. This is what moves innovation and inventiveness along. The things that improve our society. America was a hyper-competitive nation. And we reap the benefits of it by having a great lifestyle. Now we want to embroil ourselves in equity, which has nothing to do with equality. It's identity politics. And this is what the UN is embracing. And they want you as Americans, now they're kind of colorblind on this, but they want you as Americans to recognize the fact that you've moved ahead of the rest of the world in ways that are unfair. So it's now time that you pay for it. And there's another aspect of it too. First world nations, and the G20 has agreed to this, you will pay a climate tax penalty. And you've seen Biden's tried to float this. This has already been out there. You will pay, pay a climate tax penalty to the third world for wrecking their environment. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. A lot of these nations are in the process of industrializing. 
those are the biggest polluters in the world. India is a hell of a lot worse polluter than the United States. But they're going to get money. (laughs) This is crazy. This is insane. But listen to this. When you go to the Sustainable Development Goals outline, they say something that 7,000 people die each year migrating to countries of their choice. Okay, I don't like the fact that 7,000 people have died. I think that's a tragedy, and I really do. I mean that sincerely. Um, I've never been for illegal immigration, but I remember when a guy was prosecuted in Arizona about 25, 30 years ago because he put water stations out north of the border. Well, I'm thinking, okay, I would rather have the people here and survive than have them here and die. I couldn't believe he got prosecuted. He actually got put in jail for this. And um, you wouldn't see that today, certainly. But that was a horrible miscarriage of justice. So what I'm saying to you, though, is this, is that the UN is telling us, you have no right to have borders defended. We are expected now as desirable national points of interest for migration that we're supposed to pay for these people coming here. And that's exactly what the Biden administration has been doing all over the world, but primarily in Central and South America. We've been transporting people here. We've been paying for it. And when they get here, we give them a cell phone, an iPad, a place to live and spending money. Right. And soon they'll be getting the same benefits as our elderly on Medicare and Medicaid, and it'll dilute the pool, and our elderly will get poorer and poorer, and they have no way to make that money up. But the UN is saying, you don't have a right to close your border. You have a duty as a first world nation to make sure these people get here, and then you're to take care of them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that's sustainable developmental goal number 10. Let me do number two, and this will get your attention. By the way, I see we have someone from Australia in the house. Uh, Devin, let me ask you a question, and you can respond, and hopefully someone will catch it and get my attention if I get carried away in this next point. But Devin, I'm getting reports out of Australia that um, the military is training to go house to house to make sure people are COVID compliant. Isn't that true? Because a lot of people think that they're going to have a choice in what's coming, and I don't think you're going to have any choice. Well, not without consequences. So tell me if that's true. Um, zero hunger, sustainable developmental goal number two. I have a question here. I'm confused. Devin is reported says, yes, I've heard that. Yeah, he's saying that's true. Okay. I have uh, absolutely been told this by good sources. And I'm saying, oh, my gosh. You know, before we tried to coerce people to be compliant with what uh, we were told by uh, medical authorities, um, and you could lose your job, you, you could have consequences not being able to go into certain places, but we never had anything like this. You know, it's, uh, th- this is taking enforcement to a whole new level. Um, and I didn't want to be on here spreading false rumors, but this is what I've been told. And it seems like we're getting a little confirmation here. 
Okay. Um, zero hunger. Tell me when we're destroying private farming, which we're doing, carbon capture programs that are put down right in the middle of a farm and interfere in farm operations, cuts profits. And then, of course, I've talked about the 30-30 plan where the government comes in. And if you take any government money, oh, we want to buy your farm. No, 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 not for sale. Well, how about we just do a solar farm or, uh, you know, solar panels or, or, or we do some kind of easement and we'll pay you for it. Once you take the government dollar, then you're subject to their climate change policies and they can limit your nitrates and your methane and cut your agricultural production. And this is the goal. They want private farmers out of business. It's really clear, absolutely clear. Banks are discriminatory in their loans towards private farming now, as opposed to corporate farming. Uh, I mean, I could go down and give you a number of examples where this is happening. So if we're going to reduce farm yield, we got to kill all the cows. We can't have meat and we can't have dairy. That's on the agenda 2030. And it's also in the smart cities concepts. New York City, Phoenix, Arizona, just two examples of cities that sowed no meat or dairy by 2030. Okay, so if that's happening. And we're supposed to have zero hunger. Where the hell is the food going to come from? <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here. We got a we got a math problem here. We're at a cattle low in America that we've never been at before per capita per farm, and we're the lowest we've been volume wise for 65 years. But per capita, we're the lowest we've ever been. So I'm uh, I'm looking at this right now. And I'm just saying, how are they going to do this? And then I start thinking, ding, 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 World Economic Forum. Thank you, BlackRock, for putting this idea in their head. Um, you will eat bugs, plants, aquatics, and lab meat. You won't need to have a farm. Besides... It's not good for the environment. And then you have to ship the food to market. Then you got to ship it to the grocery stores and people have to get to the grocery stores and you got a terrible chain. No, we got to do away with that. We'll just ship the bugs and you come to a central location in your smart city. You won't have to go more than 15 minutes and you'll get your supply of food. This is honestly what they're seriously talking about doing. When you take away, I've spent now... Three days reading the uh, Sustainable Developmental Goals, the SDGs. I've read them. They're serious about this stuff. They are serious. And they said, we need to do this, one, because of climate change, two, because it brings equity. So even if there wasn't a climate change problem, they're telling you they would still do this for equity reasons. Everyone should eat the same. Why should you in America get to sit down and have a steak and eat potatoes with it? Why someone else in a foreign country has to eat, I don't know, <laughs> barley. It's all about equity. It's all about communism. It's all about everyone being the same. I'm trying to think of the movie. I, someone caught my attention here. Uh, Catherine's chiming and says, Manitoba University is going to do it. It's a test run. Is this the substitute for dairy? I've heard this. Okay. Yeah, it is. What are we going to feed our babies? 
lab meat milk? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, think about what did we have when Biden took over? Do you remember? Babies couldn't get what? Formula. Hmm. That was interesting. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just gave you an outline of three of the 17 sustainable development goals. I gave you a hierarchical pyramid of power for how we got to where we are and why our government is so fine with this. Let me tell you, this makes sense to me why Congress has done nothing to stand up for the people of Lahaina. Nothing. Not a dime. Not a flipping dime. No relief. No nothing. We'll just scatter you to the four corners of the United States. Here's why. One, it's not what BlackRock wants. They have their fingerprints all over that event, and we've talked about that, and I've laid it out, and we've proved it. And then number two, um, the people see the implementation of what's going to follow this tragedy of how it has to be everywhere. Except somehow I don't think Nancy Pelosi is going to be forced to sell her mansion and her ice cream parlor and then move to a sustainable developmental smart city. Do you? Okay. If you ever saw the show Colony, the people had martial law. They had um, extreme dietary restrictions. There was no freedom whatsoever. But if you crossed into the, I think it was called the Green Belt, where the elite lived, they lived in mansions. They ate like kings. This is what this is going to be. Don't think for a second that John Kerry is going to make a sacrifice. He won't make one change to his lifestyle because we're going to be living in an era that's a lot worse than it is today. It's rules for thee, but not for me. But I want to make sure you understand this. This is a fact. We could be fighting climate change together and globally. Chinese don't have to follow the rules. Neither does the nation of India. And why do we? And not only do we have to follow the rules, we have to pay a penalty for our bad acts. We have to pay a tax to bring other people's lifestyle up. It's going to make it hard to survive, isn't it? Hmm. When does America cry uncle and accept CVDC? I think I just told you one of the ways they're going to try to bring it in. But nonetheless, I think it's really important for you to understand the sovereignty of this nation is now gone. We agreed to these things as a nation. We didn't sign a treaty. We agreed to the agreement. A treaty would be something that you do in the Constitution. We don't have a Constitution any longer. Our Constitution means nothing. Our laws mean nothing. Can I just give you one example before I close? Merrick Garland. He likes to have his goon squads kick in the doors of people that went to school board meetings to protest some of the things that they didn't, parents didn't like their kids being taught. They just wanted reading, writing, and arithmetic. Imagine that extreme view. They were extremists for going to a school board and saying, reading, writing, arithmetic, leave your bullshit politics out of our kids' lives. Okay? But what happened to some of these people, like Sharona Bishop? Oh, the FBI, boom, kick in the door, no warning, like, you're terrorists. Manhandle the teenage daughter. Don't present a warrant when they enter. 
seize all their electronics for what? The Sharona Bishop was going to school board meetings, spreading dangerous ideas. But here's what I want you to realize in this context. There will be no justice in this new system. Merrick Garland, his son-in-law and daughter, own Panorama Education, CRT, 1619 Project, and all the other stuff that's come into the schools that the parents were objecting to. And this is how he protected his turf. In the old days, he would have been impeached. He would have been indicted. He might have, he would have definitely paid a fine. He might have gone to prison. Today, it's business as usual. Joe Biden, you think anything's going to happen to Joe or Hunter Biden? They took millions, tens of millions of dollars from our enemy, the Chinese, who I guarantee you will one day fight a war with. And what's the consequence for them going to be? Nothing. Nothing. The GOP Uniparty is running for re-election against Democratic opponents based on this issue. But they don't want to do anything. Hey, did you hear Matt Gates today? He's one of the few guys in Congress that really gives a crap about the people. He came out today and said, you know, we kept 57,000 Ukrainian public officials in the money while we ignore all the problems in America. I would have said Maui and Lahaina. That would have been my comment. We take care of 57,000 people. There's only 13,000 people in Lahaina. Why couldn't we take care of them? Well, that's right, because we're not the United States of America any longer. And it's time that we realize that. And we need to shape our responses from that from that uh, situation. Um, when Germany was conquered after World War II, what did Germany become? They were put under the control of what became NATO, correct? Well, you'll accept our military bases in your country. Oh, yeah, you will. And we will control what you can do with your military. And oh, by the way, our Russian friends, have, they've divided the country into two. And then we'll have the Soviet Union take over East Germany. That country was obliterated. Obliterated. Okay. Did they deserve it? Yes, they deserved it. Crimes against humanity. That country deserved it. Do we deserve it? I'd say no. And hell no. But we're being obliterated in the same fashion. Mark my words. A few short years from now, Hawaii will not be part of the United States. Neither will Alaska. Neither will California. Neither will Oregon or Washington. And just for that West Coast contingent, just look up uh, the term called Cascadia. C-A-S-C-A-D-I-A. Cascadia. Look that up. I've written about this before. I said, this is on the drawing board. This is what they want to do. California had CalEx that they actually had an embassy in Moscow. I covered it, had picture of the whole uh, press conference. No one wanted to take it seriously. Ask Paul Preston. He covered it on Agenda 21 Radio. Uh, this has been coming for a long time. It's been coming for a very long time. Uh, Nixon had a proposal that the UN be broken up into 10 regions under the control of the UN. Huh? Did you say control of the UN? I did, 1972. This is 51 years ago. These plans have been with us for a very long time. We could go back to Alger Hiss and the United Nations and the communist plot to sign away our sovereignty right there. Woodrow Wilson tried to do it with the League of Nations after World War II, World War I, but the Congress led by, the Senate actually led by Henry Cabot Lodge says, hell no, we're not joining that international body and giving away our sovereignty. And they, they killed the, 
the Treaty of Versailles. We never signed it. We just declared an end to the war and moved on. That's when Americans had Americans in government that somewhat gave a crap about the people. Um, and Tara, thank you very much. So anyway, I, I hope I've opened your eyes to what's happening. So when I tell you, when you come to our site, please subscribe. It increases our reach. And please share our work because it's all hands on deck. Now, am I planning to acquiesce to UN control? No. People tell me I look okay in blue, (laughs) but I don't look okay in blue. I will not acquiesce. I am a sovereign citizen of the United States. And by sovereign, I don't mean I'm sovereign separate from my country. I'm part of my country. I'm sovereign from the United Nations. I do not recognize their authority. And I don't care what these traitors did at the UN on September 18th and 19th. Okay. Some of these goals, I mean, if you scale them down and make them reasonable, I'm for helping people around the world. I'm for having a clean environment, but I sure as hell ain't for unrepresentative government, no bill of rights, no right to vote on anything. I'm not going along with that. I'm an American. Are you an American? Well, then you better realize who you are and get to work because it's all hands on deck. I want to thank you so much for, uh, someone said here, I said before you go, Canada's sinking. Canada's farther along in this crap than we are. I mean, you got the worst dictator running your country. I mean, this guy is worse than Biden. Trudeau is worse than Biden. You know, what's interesting J6, total political prisoners. Jaywalking, vandalism, insurrection, bullcrap, nonsense. 22 years in prison for what you said in interviews outside the jurisdiction of D.C. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? So much freedom of speech. But what did Trudeau do that was really bad? Think about this. If you were a trucker, you lost your bank account. Okay, that's the equivalent of J6 political prisoners. Some of them haven't even been brought to trial yet. We're going on three years, and some of them have still not been brought to trial. Denial of cancer medication, denial of diabetes medication and insulin. I mean, this is torture under any stretch of the imagination, and it's bad. Okay, now what Trudeau did was took it a step further. Not only did he take the bank accounts away from the truckers, if you gave a trucker $20 and they knew about it, oh, hey, you lose everything you got. Like. Well, Gave him a pizza. You lose everything you got. That's Chinese stuff. But then Trudeau said China has the best government on the face of the earth. He has said that. China, uh, Canada, a little farther along than we are, but we're all getting up in the same place. The gates of hell that are in New York City, in the building called the United Nations. So I just thought I would share that with you. Um, (laughs) Some of you guys are funny here with your comments. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, When this publishes, would you please share this? I think this is an attention grabber, and it's all out there. And and, um, what I'm going to tell you that you need to do uh, to get people to come and watch this so people can, gee, maybe I should look this up. How do I know that Dave's telling the truth? He might be full of crap. Okay, well, get people to look it up, and then maybe we start getting people's attention. Because I'm dumb enough to believe we can still stop it, but we're running out of time. The people of Lahaina have run out of time. 
God bless them. And God bless all of you for caring so much about those people. But we just couldn't get them mobilized. And I'll tell you, um, when November 8th comes, the game is over. These people will be off their properties permanently. I'll explain that in another situation. Um, yeah, I see the treason statute here. Thank you very much. And I do appreciate uh, uh, Kaner Ultraford. I do appreciate your your generous donation. But yeah, the treason statutes here, I'm well aware. We executed Ethel Rosenberg, who had nothing to do with giving secrets to the Soviets about nuclear weapons. Her husband may have. The case was weak. She did nothing with this. Nothing. And she got executed, too. And I look at the bullcrap going on today, and we can't even kick someone out of political office, much less enforce this statute. That's just uh, absolutely incredible what we're doing. But ladies and gentlemen, I remember we used to hear the words were five minutes to midnight. It's about 1230 now in all time zones. Hey, I got to run. I got to eat dinner. I haven't eaten anything but a couple of eggs all day. Good for the diet, but I'm getting lightheaded. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back tomorrow on our channel with some more on the sustainable developmental goals and other news items as they occur. I did an interview with Colin Plume from Noble Gold. You're going to want to check that out uh, because a lot of people say, oh, you can't eat gold and stuff. Okay, we didn't address that part of it, but we addressed what's going wrong with the economy, what the counterbalance is. And uh, I'm a customer of Noble Gold. So what I'm telling you is you really should go to DaveHodgesGold.com and I'll send you an electronic free information packet because the dollar is going bye-bye. Okay, commercial and home real estate going bye bye. Okay, where are you going to put your money to retain your value? Inflation is taking a tremendous toll on the money you have. It's worth less every day because of the spending policies of Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden. Kevin McCarthy sold this country out. He should be gone as speaker, but he won't be because the Uniparty's in charge. Anyway, God bless all of you for coming on here, and thank you. I said we'd be about a half hour. I'm a little bit over, but I hope you found this to be uh, useful information, and let's use this to go forward. Um, you say, Dave, give us one suggestion. Okay, tossthemall.com. So I'm going to grab that website, start the movement to get rid of the incumbents. Boom, you're gone. Incumbent? Nope, nope, got to have the Republican challenger. And then we vote against the Democrats, and then maybe we have a chance. I don't know if we can vote our way out of this problem, though. But to me, that's one immediate solution that comes to mind because I don't like the other ones. We'll see you back here next time. God bless everybody.